Yo, 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 yo. All right, all right, all right, guys. So today is Sunday, July the 14th, 2019, and I am fucked up royally. Um, I am fucked. My fucking face is in pain. My right leg shin is in pain and my left thumb was seemingly now I cannot mosh at all. I don't know why my thumbs dislocate the way they do, but I literally think there's no ligament left in either thumb. My, no, my right thumb is not so bad. My right thumb is actually really well, but I mean, it's like the thumb on the hand, the thumb is one of those fingers where you don't really think about as being important until you start trying to jack off and start trying to open a fucking... As soon as you start doing anything, you realize that uh, the thumb is actually really important, and the pinky and, like, your wedding ring and that shit isn't important, and that your thumb is the one that actually grips to make shit happen. Because the other four fingers, are just, they're just, like, stabilizers, I think. They don't really do shit other than, um, do shit. They don't do shit else other than stabilize but you can stable, be stable. I think on three or two fingers, anything more than one is a bonus. But as I said, fucking, I'm fucked. Last night was the ghost inside, and they fucking rocked the fucking shit out of the place. I haven't actually been. They played at the Shrine. So okay, they played at the Shrine Shrine Auditorium in L.A. But let me recap. Day because I'm not just physically beat, I'm also mentally kind of exhausted. Um, which is why I kind of didn't do this podcast last night. There's other reasons, but uh, basically, let's start from yesterday morning. Boom, I set my alarms for like 6 a.m., and I actually beat my alarm by about a half an hour, but I was just in the bed, kind of relaxing. And by about 6, 6.30 was go time. I got up. I got showered. I knew what was gonna, what was needed of me of the day to happen. And I needed to just fucking lock in and not think of things. But I found out. I had bought my tickets for the Ghost Inside a while back. And the tickets were a hot item. Um... Very hot. So, initially, the Ghost Inside sold tickets. It went outside, and I'm like, back to March. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'll grab my ticket later that night or the next day, like, just to make sure I got a ticket. Because some events, you know, you don't want to miss. And you're just like, okay, well, let me get my ticket right away, just to make sure that I'm in. And then, you know, and I had the money and, and all that. I just want to be in. You don't want to wait till like, the last second and find out, oh, shit, it's sold out finally. 
you know, that's how sometimes sometimes those things happen. But the tickets are on sale, tickets are on sale, and then you're like, oh, I'll just get it, like, next week when I get paid. And you kind of lax go daisy about it, and then boom, it's like all of a sudden, like, damn, I tried to look for tickets, and they're sold out. And you're like, yeah, I think it sold out, like, a couple days ago. I heard something that that event sold out. And you're like, well, shit, like, I shouldn't have waited so long. But the ghost inside, I was like, okay, I want to get my ticket early. I'll have a day or two to get it before, you know. I, that's whatever. They went on sale on, like, a Friday morning. And I was like, all right. Or I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Monday morning. I was like, okay, well, I'll get my tickets Friday night or Saturday morning, like, when I have the time to do it. Which wasn't a big deal. But I got off work, and, or not even, I think even, like, about noon or 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock that day, uh, everybody was like, bro, like, the tickets are already sold out. They sold out in minutes, four minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. was, like, just sold out. Like, they sold the entire event out. And I was like, fuck, like, um, like, damn, like, it's one of those things, like, I guess I just missed, you know. It happens. And I had looked for tickets, you know, just to be like, okay, well, maybe I'll find some, like, being sold secondhand, and those are expensive, so I kind of gave up. Then my bro was like, yo, you know, um, the Ghost Inside is going to release another batch of tickets on this certain day, limited, like, for, I guess, maybe another thousand or two thousand tickets. So, again, I, this time, I was like, okay, I know it's at 10 in the morning, I'll set a reminder, I'll get a fucking ticket, like, to go to this shit, I'll make sure, um, seeing that it sold out so quickly the first time, I was like, well, let me get on it, so, the day came, and they went again, I think it was, like, a Wednesday, they went on sale, like, 10 in the morning, I was making sure, like, at 9.55, I was, like, logged on to access the app to purchase a ticket, signed in and everything. And I got a ticket. Now, mind you, my bro at the time was telling me that one of his friends had four tickets. It was going to be Jaron, his girlfriend, or his ex-girlfriend now that I found out. My brother James and Rache. And... I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So I was like, I'll just give me a ticket, then I'll get in. That way, I, you know, when you're out here, go to a concert. So that's what we did. We, uh, I got a ticket. Now, I guess that guy, Jaron, had got tickets for four people. But my brother didn't know at that point, uh, like two months ago, three months ago, if he was going to make it or not. But it was they were going to try their hardest to get out here. They just didn't know yet if he could or not. So, um, I got a ticket. Like I said, I got a ticket. There was no panic on my end. Nothing. Just waiting until July rolled around. Now, this week rolled around, and I, like, really started listening. Like, I've listened to the Ghost Inside. Um, I was telling my brother, like, I didn't know who the ghost inside was. Like, 10 years ago, I guess, when they first started. I didn't really know. But my brother was listening to him before he moved to 
New Mexico, and he would listen to him in the pickup. And I actually listened. I thought they were half decent, but I mean, you know, I didn't know what I was listening to. Like honestly, it was just like music, and I, I didn't just go in and out. Like I knew that they had good songs. I just this I had this was a band I never seen. Uh, I listened to it. It was one of the, one of those type of deals. Like like I said, I didn't know who they were. And then, you know, I found out that they had an accident and that they weren't going to be playing. So I was like, well, it's kind of one of those things like I might never see them. So I didn't never really listen to them in earnest throughout this entire like four years or however long it took them to get back. Like I listened to them, but uh, sparingly. And as a matter of fact, like I told my brother, when I had Spotify Premium, like, a year ago, like, I, there's not somebody I clicked to follow, like, or to follow on Spotify, it was just, I would listen to the daily mixes, and they would sprinkle them in, and I would be like, yo, yo, this song is good, like, I really keyed in on Avalanche, and they play Out of Control and Mercy a lot on Spotify, like, those are some songs they play, as well as, you know, a couple of other ones, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not their biggest fan, but I, I saw it was like, you know, they play good songs, but I didn't know a year ago or a year and a half ago, two years ago, that I they would be seeing them. So I kind of like it's one of those things I didn't actually sit down and listen to like Dear Youth, you know, or any of the other albums like completely back back from front to back multiple times. It just wasn't I wasn't just gonna I wasn't gonna do because I have there's other things to listen to and you know that's just what it was. You know, it was. It's almost like if the band hadn't done the show, like, I would have been still just listening to them sparingly. I mean, what really would I have gained by listening to their whole album if they weren't going to play any more shows? So that's kind of the mindset I had. But once I got the ticket, once I knew that they um, were going to do a show, I did listen to Dear Youth front to back probably about 10 to 15 times. I listened to... Some of their other albums as well, like not as much, maybe like three or four times through each one of them. So I'm very, was very familiar with what was going to happen, but I had, I had never seen them before and I didn't do my due diligence and like look at uh, like any sets that they had played because it, I mean, four years ago is to me is a long enough time for now, like today's days and age, and over the last like couple of years, like two, three years, year or so, it seems like the social media like is really, really ramped up in people's lives versus what it was five, six, seven years ago. So, and plus, I didn't, you know, they had made other music. So I don't really know, like, didn't feel like going on YouTube and you know cheating myself out of an experience. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they played this song and that song, so I could hone in on the breakdowns. No, I just, I feel like it was getting, I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't even look. Uh, I just listened to the albums and I let whatever they were going to play, just was going to let it happen. I knew some songs more than I knew others. Um, so that's what it was. Like, I went into this kind of blind aspect. But like I said, like, like once, once I knew that they were playing, I didn't take the time to listen to 
I listen to Dear You because I, I actually feel like that's, I don't know if that's their best album. It's not their heaviest, I don't feel. And I don't, that's a conversation I'd have to have with my brother maybe on another podcast. Discuss this Ghost Inside podcast in a little bit more um, in depth, maybe, you know, in the next week or so, because I'd like to get his thoughts after he gets back home and rested up and has some time. But I'm doing it now because, I mean, that's just what I do. But, like, I don't really know, like, uh, to me, Dear Youth is a graduation out of a completely, like, heavy rock sound with just a sprinkling of softness to it being a more, like, this is an album more built for commercial success in a, in a sense, more, it has a little bit more commercial appeal, you know, a lot more singing, a lot more chanting. Definitely, it's still got the choppy, heavy stuff. Uh, it, to me, it kind of reminds me of, like, what Wage War does. Like, you know, there's a whole ballad in it, you know. It's a little bit more, got a little, got, got a little bit more commercial appeal to what they got going on. Which isn't bad. Like, it's, it's like I don't just don't think it's the hardest album. I mean, the hardest one, uh, some of the early work. But, okay, that's neither here nor there. But I, I listen to Dear Youth, and I feel like Dear Youth was the, the latest one. So I kind of, like, honed in on that. And I don't know why. Maybe just because I kind of felt like, you know, it's, the more, it's a little bit more chill to listen to. Um... But, okay, I listen to that. I really like it. Like I said, Spotify also kind of prepped me for that as well. Like, I knew the song Avalanche and Out of Control and Mercy before I knew, like, any of the other songs. Like, those are the songs that pop up on my on my Spotify when I had it, like, all the time. Now, earlier this week, I... Uh, you know, I had started, I just started listening to, like, Monday hit, and I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to, like, I'm going to listen to, like, Dear You this whole time, this whole day, and then Tuesday, and I listened to another album, and then another album, and then, like, Thursday, I was like, oh, let me just listen to, like, each album one time through, like, I was in my car, so I had time to do it, you know, I listened to an album, and then I listened to another one, and I listened to, like, half of another one, and Friday, I picked up, like, the albums I didn't listen to, and I listened to them through. But come, it came on Friday. I had texted my brother on Thursday, and I was like, "Yo," he's like, "I was like, Are you gonna still come out or what?" Because I hadn't heard from anybody who was actually going to the show. Now I know my homie, the homie Adrian. Uh, was coming, because I seen him at Knock Loose, and he said, hey, the next show's gonna be, uh, the Ghost Inside, right? I'll see you there, I was like, yeah, man, roll through, I'm gonna be there, I was like, yeah, James might come, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, I got a ticket, I was like, I got a ticket, I'll be there, you know, so I knew he was going, but I didn't know who else was going, I also knew Jaren was going, but I don't have no direct way to communicate with Jaren, and I don't, you know, it would have to, I would have to bump into him for it to make sense, you know what I mean? can't just, I don't just like, hey, what's this number going to call? Anyways, my brother was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to try, he's like, I'm working it out right now, if I go, I'm going to get my plane ticket for Friday, or no, for, I'm going to get my plane ticket maybe 
Friday or Saturday. Fly in. I'm working out the details right now how I can get there. And I was like, dog, all right, well, you know, let me know. Keep me posted. So then he told me that, this is my brother, that he's going to get a plane ticket to San Diego International, which isn't too bad. But then he was going to train up. The plane landed at 2. He was going to hop on the train at like 2.30. And it was like a three-hour train ride to L.A. So we were going to get there like at 5.30. You know, the show started at 6. Nobody really cared for the first band. Well, we were just there to see ghosts. So I was like, okay, that's doable. But then I was like, bro, like any... On my end, I was like, anything can go wrong with that whole plan, you know? It could just go completely sideways. And I was like, you know what? I can possibly take Saturday off. I'll let you know. This was on Thursday. Friday... I made the decision that, okay, I can take the day off for Saturday. I'll come down to San Diego, and I'll pick him up, and we'll just fly up the 5 freeway to L.A. It's only like a two-hour drive, or two-and-a-half-hour drive. Like, I'll just gut it out. Like, I got to get to San Diego from where I'm at in Fontana, which is like a two-hour drive. Get to okay. So this is how this is how Saturday ended up starting. I found out Friday night at about nine o'clock that James and Rache were both coming from El Paso, flying in from El Paso to San Diego. I was gonna pick both of them up and head over, which didn't really change to me. It didn't really matter. It's not like I only had a two-seater car. I was like, I just take my car. But I didn't know Shay was coming, so I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, no big deal. Uh, but I was like, okay, look, I can go pick you up, and we'll just jam up. So I made that decision, like, Friday in the afternoon, and then I got the word on Friday night what was happening. And I went to bed Friday night at, like, 10, 10, 30. Woke up at 6, and I knew it was game time. So as I stated just a little bit ago, from my house where I live in the Inland Empire to San Diego, no answers or buts, it's like a two-hour-plus journey to get there, which isn't bad, you know, because there's not a lot of traffic. It's just distance-wise is how far it is. And most people are like, ah, oh, two hours is not too far in a car to drive somewhere. So, I did that. I drove from my house. I left by about 9. When I got up at 6, I didn't get moving to about 7. I took a shower, got dressed, ate, kicked it for a little bit. And then I was like, alright, you know, get to 9. Let me just fucking jam out. Boned out. Went all the way to uh, San Diego. Got to San Diego by about 11.30 and waited. Now, when I was waiting, I had two beers and some fried pickles at this place called Bolt Brewery in San Diego, which was actually really good. I had a double chocolate uh, stout, which is actually was a phenomenal beer. Uh, chilled to 
to the core is frothy up the top, it's smooth going down. Anyways, had two beers, five pickles, and I was like, okay, I killed an hour, hour and a half of time. And let me go just go to the airport because we're going to land at 1.30. I was like, okay, I'm waiting now. The airport. They get out. They get into my car about two. So from that point, I kind of tell my bro, all right. Like, well, he asked me if I was hungry, and I was like, no, I had a beer and some pickles. But I mean, all we're gonna do is just get some road snacks and go. Like, we're gonna go get over there, beat the traffic, get there. Where there's be stuff in LA. There's stuff there, like all over the place. Like, we just. You know, that'll be it. So, we stopped at a state of brothers, got some beef jerky, some chips, Cheez-Its. Uh, uh, I think my bro got a sandwich, some waters, and we went flying up the 5 freeway from San Diego to Los Angeles, which is another two-plus-hour drive. Then we hit the concert. Now, I want to talk about the concert for a little bit. Uh, get into the concert. We got there, we parked. Nobody knew what was happening up front. And the ghost inside was happening as the evening, you know, gets underway. So up front was this Wildlife, I think, which I don't know who they are. Um, they're an acoustic band, I guess. I was kind of wondering if they were going to have an actual band play, but I think the way they have their stage set up, they can't actually set up and tear down the Ghost Inside set or their, you know, their equipment without, you know, it just can't. So that made the correlation or whatever that, you know, okay, then they obviously there's going to be an acoustics before. So this wildlife played like five songs, which was, yeah, okay. I don't know who they are. I didn't know any songs. So it's just kind of there standing around. Then one of the guys from Wage War, not the not the singer with the long hair, but the short hair singer, showed up. He played Johnny Cash, and he covered a song by Johnny Cash, which was cool. Johnny Cash, the strip version is awesome. Um, I did not have no idea that they were even anywhere near here, but he played, and that was dope because I'm a fan of Wage War, and I actually like their strip version of the song, you know just as much as the original version. Now, they played, and then the singer from Straight From Your Path, and or Straight From The Path, and Stick To Your Guns, I think it was both of them, I'm not sure, but they played, you know, like three songs as well, or four songs, you know, acoustic, acoustic stuff. Which isn't bad, you know, I mean, I wasn't necessarily, like, bored or anything, but I was just kind of like, okay, it was like, I was already kind of, like, waiting, like, 
to get like in there, like you, you know what I mean, like get the get the fucking show going in a sense. Now, the ghost inside said there was special stuff happening up front, which is true. But, you know, everybody was like, oh, stick to your guns, is going to play. Stick to your guns, is going to play. Like, they're going to play. And I was like, well, it could be anybody. Anybody could play. Like, we don't know. Like, I don't know if a whole other band, we don't know if Bleeders playing, we don't know. Trey comes out, we just don't know. A day to remember. Anybody could literally come out. So, you know, once they had announced that the Ghost Inside was up next, Like, it was kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, well, they got to play two more songs, and then it's the Ghost Inside. So I was like, sweet. Like, let's get on with it. Now, again, um, I'm the only one who brought a mouth guard. My bro was like, no, I didn't bring a mouth guard. And some of the other homies don't really mosh with mouth guards. But I didn't. Everybody was like, oh, you got a mouth guard. Like, you're ready to party. And I was like, yeah, duh. Like, we're going to fucking party hard. Like, that's what I do. I have a mouthpiece now all the time because I get I get hit in the head. And I just, I'm not 100% sure if it's dudes that are trying to take me out or if it's just I get bad luck or if it's just that. Um, holy shit, I think I'm all the way on the wrong fucking freeway. Jesus, where the fuck am I even at? Uh, no! Alright, hold on, I gotta pause out real quick. Okay, so, I fucking was lost. I'm lost over here in San Diego. Not really, I just passed my fucking junction and I go to the next one and then go up and go around. But anyways, I fucking, yeah, so everybody was like, stick to your guitar. Nobody knew what was going to happen up front. And I have brought my, like I said, I brought my mouth card. I bring my mouth card everywhere now. I get hit in the head and don't know if these people are doing it on purpose or if I just have bad luck or what the fuck. But either way. Um, you know, I go prepared, and you just, you just have to, I just, this is just something I do now, like, you just have to get it done, like, but either way, okay, so, prior to even all this starting, I kind of ran the thought process of how the night was going to shape out. Because I kind of felt like, okay, it could be one of those things because of the circumstances to what happened. If you don't know what happened to the ghost inside, or what, or what the or who the ghost inside is, the ghost inside is on like a metalcore band or hardcore with a little bit of sprinkling of like I don't even want to say soft parts, but they get, you know, they got some, you know, like not so heavy parts, but there's a lot of it is heavy, you know, full, it's choppy, just breakdown, it's a lot of music, a lot of two-step parts, 
they're not an exactly mosh heavy band. They're not. They're no Whitechapel. They're no um, like Knockers. They're just a straight mosh heavy band. But either way. So, and they have enough songs where I feel like they could do, like, two or three Mosh Heavy songs and play a more toned down set. So, initially, what, everybody, what I was telling them, I was like, you know what? This might be one of those things where everybody's just so excited to see them and just that nobody could Mosh. It could be one of those things where, like, maybe a Mosh might break out for, like, a song or two. And then, like, people would just be there with their phones, you know, recording or... They could play like a really mellowed down set. Like it's one of those things. You don't know. Um, you know. I you know, and I say we don't know. I mean I didn't know. Nobody really knew what was gonna happen. But you know, so we were talking about that. There was also talk about like, well maybe the band up front will be Mosh heavy and they play a lighter set, you know. Or maybe Maybe they will play Mosh Heavy. You never know. Maybe what people will react. And, and I kind of was like, I, I was like, you know what? It depends on really the angle they take on this. Like, they have enough positive songs where I feel like everybody could just be chanting along and just enjoy the concert and not Mosh. But I was like, but if there is a Mosh and it's only for a song or two, you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Um, it's time to, you know, put boot to fucking throat like that's what it is like it's time to put your fist to fucking face and swing as fucking hard as you can you swing for the walls so to speak um so yeah like I said that's just how I didn't know what to expect nobody I didn't you know nobody that I didn't even expect so you know, but I took my mouthpiece, and so, the, you know, the atmosphere in the beginning was a lot of joyful, everybody was talking, a lot of people coming from all over the place to see, you know, the Ghost of Zion, which is phenomenal, because usually you get a lot of homers, like, and I see show people at the showcase, it's the same crowd that I've seen, like, all the other shows I go to, we all like the same type of music. Uh, very rarely do you get people that are from, like, Arizona. Uh, the last time anybody told me that I talked to, when I seen Barrier Dead back in March or whatever, I actually started talking to some guy, and he was like, yeah, I come from, like, Palm Springs. And I was like, wow, that's really crazily far. Like, that's fucking amazing that you drove all that way to get to Anaheim to rock out with Barrier Dead, like, on this night. That's totally rad, totally and I was like, dude, like, I couldn't imagine being in Palm Springs and not being able to come to shows, like, every so often, like, you know, just because of the distance-wise. And then to get home, it's like, wow, like, you really can't work the next day because if the show ends at, you know, like, 11 and it's a two- or three-hour drive home, you know, you're not getting home till like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, shit, like, how can you get up the next day and, like, be out of your job at 7 and, like, so you're shows go down, but there was people from Arizona, you know, my, my, the homie Jose comes from Arizona, um, people from Wyoming, people flying in from 
busting in from Massachusetts, all over the place, like all over, which, like I said, was phenomenal. Like, you know, you see people are, you know, like, oh, they're from this other place, and it's like, wow, dude, like, you guys drove far. You know, like, well, we're not going to miss the show to the, for the life of us. And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I kind of had, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people here that just want to see and enjoy the show. Like, this is maybe the last time that anybody sees the ghost inside on stage. Uh, in, for the short term, you know, definitely not for a long time. For the long term, you know, maybe they'll do a couple more shows. You never know how these things play out. But... Um, yeah, it, you know, the atmosphere was kind of, I was kind of like trying to read the atmosphere. I, I was, didn't get a good beat on it, but I kind of felt like, you know what, this is a, they're a hardcore band. They play heavy shit. Like, no way there's not going to be a wash. So I was kind of expecting there to be one. And, you know, what ended up happening on my end is, you know, as it goes inside approach, they played, uh, I can't think of the name of the song right off the top of my head from Queen, but, uh, they opened up with a Queen song, and then they opened up, actually, with Avalanche, and at that point, I was like, dog, like, there, I had it like okay, I haven't been to a hardcore metal show uh, with an attendance of anywhere more than like a thousand or two thousand people plus for a minute. Like this was almost borderline could have been a festival. Well, actually, that's not true. The last one was uh, Warp Tour. Two years in a row, I've done a Warp Tour in the. Crowds were like 10,000 size, maybe, and pits galore. But that was, but it, it, it had been since Warp Tour. Warp Tour has been more than a year ago. Uh, maybe even more than that. But, okay. So, this was a show solely and at night as well, and outside. I had to say, there's got to be like 10,000 people, maybe 20,000 people that showed up to the ghost inside, you know, maybe 15,000. So, the crowd was big. It was actually split into two sections. Um, I was on the right side, maybe. If you're on the stage, you would have in your, the band members, you're looking to your left. But if you're in the crowd, it would be all the way to the right side of the stage. So, like I said, once Avalanche hit, actually, I knew they were coming up, and I was like, and during, I was being an asshole during the Queen intro, you know, on the parts that I knew that people, that there's no singing or no music playing, like the little brief moments, I was yelling out, open this shit up, open it up. I was being an asshole, I was like, open but no, nobody was opening. And I was like, cut the shit. You know, open, motherfuckers. Like, open it up. Like, I really was like, I really wanted a mosh. That's what I wanted. That's why I go to these shows. So I can fucking swing for the fucking wall. 
you know, wall bashing used to be a specialty of mine. Um, I no longer wall bash because I don't feel the need to fucking beat up on innocent people that are just innocent bystanders, but whatever. Sometimes you do. Uh, but yeah, okay, so. Avalanche, if you know the song, to me, that sums up Dear Youth in one song. If there is a song that you say, what? It may not be their best song on Dear Youth. It may not be the hardest song. It may not be. But to me, that song kind of, and maybe that's why it's the beginning, the intro. It's got a little intro. It starts off with, uh, you know, some words. It rolls right into like a two step, like quick circle pit part, followed up by like a sing along chant, kind of. And then from the sing along, straight into a not the most diabolical breakdown you're ever going to hear, but a breakdown nonetheless. So, when they opened up, yeah, like, they opened up with Avalanche, and, you know, oh, they're all right, like, here we go, like, it's, it's showtime, motherfuckers. Like, and I was, like, three seconds, they, you know, they opened up, I can't stop screaming these words over again, you know, so everybody was singing that part, like, loud as shit, but once the actual fast part of the song kicked in, that comes right after that, it's like, uh, I seen, like, a mob of people from, like, the side of me, because I was up against the railing, like, push their way forward, and I was like, all right, it's, it's showtime, like, these motherfuckers are really gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking touch fate right now, like, let's get it, so, being as how I am, I was like, okay, I'm not missing this shit, we're never gonna see Ghost Inside do full-on tours, you know, with other bands, and this is like a one-off, maybe, or maybe they'll do a handful more shows, or maybe it's gonna take them another year to even consider a road tour, like, this night was, okay, so, I'm gonna mosh to the songs I know, and I, I'm more on a level playing field with a lot of people, even though I have never seen them before. I'm more on a level playing field because I don't feel like a lot of people, I think they had seen them, but they hadn't seen them in a long time. So it was almost as if like this, you're seeing the band brand new again, which really is the case. So I felt that I was on the, a level playing field and I was okay just risking it, even though I had never seen the Ghost Inside before, and like I said, I didn't YouTube even a set list before this, all I did was just listen to their music, you know, and I don't know how much that helps the band or not, but that's all I did, literally all I did this week, I usually don't do that for bands I like, um, because I don't want to listen to an album or two albums or three albums from a band, and then, you know, you kind of like, you can get whatever a band plays, you want it to be like, oh, I haven't heard that song in a while. Wow, like they played the set this way. Like, that's, I kind of like the, I don't really like, and I know bands do, they do that thing where like, here's the set list for last night, or here's the set list for this evening. We'll see you there. Like, I don't really want to know what song is being played 
in advance. I think that kind of takes away from the genuine experience of a concert. And I could touch on this subject for I, for a long time. Like, you can't get the genuine feel of a concert from a YouTube video either. Although, like, I like saving my shit to Snapchat and posting it on YouTube. That's more for my memories going forward. Like, that's just what I want to remember. Looking back, like, hey, look, I was at that show randomly. Like, dog, I have footage of how crazy the Acacia Street used to be, or the Ghost Insider bleeding through, like, it's something I wish I would have done more throughout the years, but, you know, whatever, like, there's shows that I could, I've been to so many shows, there's bands that are no longer existence that I've seen before that, like, Falling Cycle, that, you know, I just don't have, the, like, I have the memory, I know I was at Falling Cycles, like, the last shows ever. But that, there's not very many footage, not very many pictures of that band. Uh, if, you know, I listen to Falling Cycle every so often. And what I mean every so often, like, I don't think I've listened to them this year, but sometimes I'm like, I pick up uh, Beyond Repair and I'm like, you just chuck it on and you listen to it for like a day or two and you're like, damn, like, I wonder what the members of Falling Cycle are doing. If they're ever they pick up and dust off their, you know, you know, like there's Sinai Beach, you know, there's other bands that that I like throughout the years. They're just no longer here. It's been some time since I've seen them. And like I said, like now that I'm doing like my farewell mosh tour, like I'm these shows that I go to now, I'm holding a little bit more weight because I'm recording them. I'm participating, pay them like to match effort, um, and I'm almost going no holds barred in the pit, um, I've been hitting the head so many times, like, I already don't really fear it anymore, don't fear it at all, um, I like I almost expect it to happen, so when it doesn't happen, I get kind of nervous, uh, because I feel like it just gets sideswiped, but, okay, anyways, so, you know, like I said, I was on the even level playing field for most of these people. So I decided that, like, all right, if it's going to pop off during Avalanche, uh, I could get in there and fucking, I'll hammer my way into the fucking, into eternity. You know, I'll fucking hammer my way I'll beat the shit out of this crowd into eternity. Like that's just how I that's how I am mentally. That's how I can I am physically, and that's how it goes, man. Like I stepped up, I stepped in, you know, before the the main chorus kicks in. Um, as a matter of fact, I have been bumping that one because that's like Avalanche to me holds as far as it goes. The side goes that probably holds the most weight as a far of a song I like because that's the first one that I really like was like alright well this song is really good and, and that one in Mercy were like okay these songs are really good like that those songs actually made me stop and say okay like I'll follow the Ghost Inside now on Spotify or I'll just I'll pick up Dear Youth and I'll listen to it like that actually, and then I found out they were actually going to be doing a show that's like I start off with where I started, and I 
Avalanche is the first thing you hear. Like, if that was their first album, then, then you know, the Ghost Inside wouldn't have been at Kill Switch Engaged levels. Like, at the end of their youth and their second album. You know what I mean? They would have been at Kill Switch Engaged levels. So to hear Avalanche, for me, like, a couple of times, Immersy, a couple of times, Out of Control, a couple of times, and then actually, like, figure out, okay, all three of these songs are on Dear Youth. So, like, when I started, I, you know, listen, out you hit hit with Avalanche first, and it's not a bad song. It's not a song that you're going to skip. This is a song, probably one of, one of the better ones on the whole album. I don't think it's the best one on the album, but it's one of the better ones. Um, so I go, okay, well, like I said, I stepped up, I stepped in, and it was already crazy before even the breakdown even hit, but as the breakdown hit, as you could possibly guess, probably guess, if you were there, you know, motherfuckers were just trying to level each other beat each other to the ground, just fucking kill each other, and I got whacked in the head, uh, right in the middle of my goddamn fucking forehead, which, even right now, it, I can feel it, like, my whole face is tight, like, it's it's swelled right there, it's tight from, like, my nose to the tippy top of my hairline, like, like, I can't really, like, move my eyebrows up or down or, like, squint because it, it kind of hurts. It's sore. My fucking face is sore. It's it's bruising. I gotta, I'm going to have a fucking bruise in the middle of my forehead. As stupid as that fucking sounds, I got absolutely clobbered in the middle of my forehead. Like, uh, I knew right away I got hit. Like, I just... It's one of those things. Like, just, he, I tried covering my face as best I can because just like in boxing, you got to protect yourselves at all times. Anything can and will happen to you in a mosh pit. You just don't know. But it's not to say that during Avalanche, even though I got hit, I was fucking in there going hard as fuck, man. Hard. Because uh, like I said, like I didn't know, like I was mentioning, I didn't know how this night was going to play out. So I felt like if, if we can get a few mosh songs in, great. If it could be a whole set, perfect. If it could be anything, you know, I wanted to get my money's worth. And I did. In Avalanche, I've made peace with God and I've made peace with fucking myself. And you lay it all out on the line. You fucking go push people out the way. You, let, you gotta let them know. Get the fuck out of my way because you're, you're in my fucking territory now. Um... You just got to be there. You got to be the one that fucking, like, everybody just got to watch out for because you just don't know. Like, not one punch is going to level me. People get hit and fall down, and they don't get, some of them don't get back into a bit for that reason. Like, fuck, bro. Like, it's crazy enough. Other people get hit, and they start covering up. After enough people fucking hit each other and kill each other initially, and they spend all their energy... Then it's you get your veterans, like myself. And then you just get the people that just literally don't give a fuck. And at the last, it's only the people that got the most stamina and only the most iron to fucking 
monsters that can take the brutal punishment over and over for a whole 40 minutes an hour, you know, there's only so many people that can do that, um, I can raise my hand and definitely tell you that I am one of them, um, literally because I feel like I am the best in there, and until I stop myself or somebody stops me, that's always going to be the case. Um, we actually touched on that, everybody, last night. Jose, you know, me and my bros, homie, were, he's like, dude, James just gets into the pit and just fucking, like, if he's a champ, I was like, bro, when you beat the shit out of everybody, and you fucking go bashing on the wall, and you get to the middle of the pit, and literally nobody else will get in there with you, you fucking own it. Like, there ain't a goddamn thing nobody gonna do when I'm in the pit, fucking beating the shit out of everybody. No, I know all the songs. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing you can do. You can try, even try to fight me, but if you get to try to fight me, you're out of you're out of loss because people already threw haymakers at me, and it did not fucking work. You know what I mean? So there's literally nothing you can do when a motherfucker's in the middle of the pit after beating the shit out of a crowd and. There's just nothing they can do. There's just nothing that they can do to you no more. You are the fucking... The biggest, baddest motherfucker in there. Now... Then, like I said, they fucking opened with Avalanche. And then... I don't know every single song that they play. Um... But they played at least... 15 or so songs... Play Phoenix Flame. Actually, play Out of Control. Uh, Mercy, Dear Youth, uh, Engine 45, uh, Chrono. They played. A, they played a lot of songs. They played a lot of old songs that I don't really know 100%. But they played a good long set, man. They actually spoke several times throughout the set as I kind of anticipated that they would. When you do something, like if I were, I do pools and I do constructions, if I stopped doing that and I worked at a desk for 40 years or I did, you know, did anything else other than construction for 40 years, if I became a mechanic, and then four years go by and somebody says, hey, dig this pool over here or start breaking out this concrete by hand. You know how exhausted you'd be after like about an hour? So I can see that the band took some pauses because, you know, probably exhaustion. Uh, they had to get to thanking a lot of people, you know, talking to everybody wanted to know what was, what was the band. I'm sure they've been asked over and over and over and over and over and over, beaten to death by questions of like, when are you going to come back? How are you going to come back? Will you do a tour? Will you not do a tour? Will you do, like... Will you be... You know, there's a lot of questions. There's questions for bands right now that tour all the fucking time. Like, hey, are you going to play this place eventually? Are you going to play this song or that song? When are you going to make a new album? Now, you multiply that by the fact that... You know, what happened to Ghost Inside happened to them... Um, and everybody wants to know, are you going to make any new music? Are you going to make, is this it? Is this, you 
you know, the last send-off, you know, there's a lot of questions. So I felt like they addressed a lot of questions. I felt like this was a stepping stone for them, one way or the other, either the stepping stone for a goodbye, like maybe, okay, they'll do a goodbye tour, you know, or maybe a stepping stone to slowly, baby stepily easing themselves back in. You know, they said they didn't know what the future is. They haven't decided. Obviously, you know, they said they had to learn to walk again. They had to learn to do things again. Um, I'm pretty sure that they had to figure out other means of finances in the meantime. Because it's expensive to live in California. So, I don't know if they're all from California, but... Uh, and it's expensive to eat and do anything. But beyond that, I know they said they were tinkering around with new songs. They don't know what's going to happen there. You know, maybe they have to make some member adjustments. We don't know yet. Nobody knows. I don't know. They didn't say. But I feel like they addressed enough of the questions to warrant themselves, you know, okay, that eased some of the, they answered some of the questions. Could they play? Would this set make sense? Uh, and, and they played, like I said, and it was a riot almost from start to finish. Um, like I said, a lot of motherfuckers were there, so there was a, a huge pit. Uh, just on the one side was huge, and I'm pretty sure there was one on the other side. Uh, everybody singing along. Um, I felt, like I was telling this to Jose, like, it, the lyrics to the band are more on the positive side. You know, I'm more on the negative side. Maybe that's why I didn't hear them at first. Like, I like the occasional lyrics. I gravitate to those lyrics. I like, you know, I like those kind of lyrics. Like, a little bit darker, a little bit deeper, a little bit more angry. Bleeding through theirs are high key angry, you know. Throwdowns are a little bit more uplifting, but you know that's where I dive into the lyrics a little bit more myself, like on the darker, deeper, meaner side of things. But the Ghost Inside lyrics are a little bit more uplifting, and they kind of remind me of like Hate Breed, but of a Hate Breed esque lyrics, but a little bit less about the bros, but a little bit more personal, like. The message to me and dear youth would be like, don't give up, you know, if you need a hand, we're here to help, life's hard, you know, but we can go harder, you know, life's swinging hard, but I'm swinging harder, you know, that's one of their lyrics that kind of sums up a lot of the band's, you know, style, now, like I was like, I was telling them, I was like, you know what? The lyrics to Dear Youth, they wrote that and probably it was just to be for whoever they meant it to be, maybe a personal friend of theirs or, you know, just the way they felt. But I was like, those lyrics can easily be geared right back at the band. Like, you know, they're, and he even touched they're on the, they were on the bottom you know, halfway dead in the middle of the desert, you know, 
And those lyrics, like, you know, they're to help motivate people, you know, on the outside, but this was to help motivate them on internally now, like, so, like I said, I kind of felt like, okay, that there might be a point in time when, you know, the set might kind of cool a little bit, and I think it did during Phoenix Flame, but, you know, everybody's still singing along, uh, but they played phenomenal, like I said, it was a riot from drop to finish, from start to finish, with a few, uh, intermissions, so to speak, uh, they ended with Engine 45, which is, I heard that song, and it's not necessarily one of my favorite songs, but it actually makes sense now, seeing it, um, live, and the way they used it, as that could be their ender song forever now, like, they were not gonna not play that song, so, yeah, they ended with that, and like I said, the, the set through and through was good, I got my licks in, uh, they played Mercy, which I actually was like, alright, you know, for whom the bell tolls, motherfucker, like, yeah, you gotta get it, you gotta get it, gonna get it, you know, so, they did that, um, and I, I don't know, I don't know what is in store for the band, I feel like they, they need to figure things out for themselves, internally, what it is that they want to do, because I'm sure they had to pick up some other form of means of uh, monetary gains in the meantime to today, and even if the fact that they never, might not ever play again, uh, this had to be a long-term goal for the band, like, okay, you know, so I don't know behind the scenes what they got going on internally, but I felt that they played well enough, and they actually played really well, um, that I think they're gonna tour, like, I was talking to my bro and Rache and the way home, and I was like, maybe they're just gonna be one of those bands that you see play, like, a festival, but they're the headliner, you know, once every six months, or maybe they'll, like, the offspring randomly pops up, like, here and there, maybe that's just the route that's for them now, like, you know, once in a blue moon, I don't know if they'll do a tour, because a tour requires you to drop what you're doing, go on tour, at least, you know, they do mini tours, like, Bury Your Dead does mini tours, and, you know, local bands do, like, a West Coast run, like, five days, five, five nights, five different shows, you know, one of those type of deals. Um, maybe, uh, maybe they do, you know, a tour across the states, you know, with the fans that couldn't make it because the tickets sold out, you know, maybe they'll do a Texas show, maybe they'll do a Florida show and then a New York one, you know, or something like that. Like I said, a little mini tour, but like I said, a tour requires you to stop what you're doing, 
and go. And that's not, I feel like, everybody can just do, especially if they had to get some other thing going in the meantime. You know. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Who knows? I mean, I've, I felt like the show was well enough. Enough people went. Because it was one of the biggest, like, shows for a hardcore band or metalcore band that was, like, it, for me and, like, how do I want to explain it? Like, like I said, Glass House is a big venue. Like, a lot of bands roll through the Glass House at the moment. Or they roll through Chain Reaction, or they'll do the Fox Theater, or they'll do, like, Soma. Soma's a big venue as well in San Diego. But these venues, or like the House of Guzanana, they only cater to about 1,000 or 2,000 people, I think. Maybe even 500. The Glass House is like 500 or so people can fit up in there. But, like, the Fox Theater, I think, can fit like 2,000. Also, Blues can fit like 1,500, I think. Well, I don't, I don't really know. But I, okay, so this, the shrine, I, I got to say there was at least, at minimum, 10,000 people. At minimum. Like I said, that was one of the biggest turnouts I have seen for just, and for a single act, really, in a sense. And they were struggling with the tickets, you know, people gobbling them quick. So, what, what happens with the band going forward, I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to gauge. Um, glad I was a part of it. You know, like I said, I've grown to I've grown to like the band. You know, like I said, my brother was a fan of theirs. I'm assuming before. As a matter of fact, he was actually we we're gonna go see them play the nitty gritty like two or three days before. Oh, no, no. I found out, James was telling me, because I was like, yeah, I'll go see them. Like, th- this is how I found out that he even got into an accident, because I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a fan of them, but I knew who they were. And I think they were on tour with some decent bands at that time. I don't remember the tour lineup, but I was, my bro was like, look, they're going to play at the Nitty Gritty, which was some little asshole in the wall venue like, in Upland on, like, uh, and this was, like, four years ago now, like, you know, for, like, 10 bucks, or 12 bucks, and I was, like, yeah, dude, I'll go, and I remember him telling me that, like, a month before it actually happened, so I was, like, fuck yeah, like, you know, the nitty-gritty is, like, right there, like, you know, of course I'll go, it's, you know, no big deal, not a Friday or Saturday, no big deal, and I literally asked him, like, a week before the show, or maybe, like, so many days, I was like, yo, are we still going to go to that show on, like, Friday? Because I think I was going to make plans if he was going to go. And he was like, no, we're going to go, like, and I think this was, like, a week or two before. He was like, yeah, we're going to go, like, Jose's going to go, and all these other people are going to go, we're going to go mob out and fucking... So I was like, cool, like, because I kind of was aware, I was aware of who they were at that point. I just didn't pick up any of their stuff. I had never seen them before or even really listened to them before. And then 
like, I think I was busy working in those days, and I think the day of or the day before, and I was like, yo, are we still going to go to that show? He's like, no, man, like, I don't know if anybody told you, but they were in some sort of, like, giant accident, like, in fucking Texas or somewhere, and fucking, like, dudes are in the hospital, they're like, one of the dudes dies, but we don't know who died yet, they're not releasing any information, and I was like, what the fuck, when did that happen, like, how did they just get into, like, yeah, they were like, I think they were on their way to, like, Arizona to play a show, and then they were going to do, like, two shows, in or a show in Arizona, they were going to hit the House of Blues in Nevada, and then come to the Nitty Gritty, I think it was something like that, like, we were two or three shows out, and I was like, fuck, like, well, that sucks, like, that, that totally is a bummer, like, fucking sucks, and I remember him telling me later, like, oh, yeah, like, the fucking, their band's doing okay, but, you know, I guess, you know, I didn't know who he was talking about, it was like, yeah, somebody died, it's like, I think the driver died, and then, um, he was telling me that, some of them might not be able to walk again. And I was like, but who's paralyzed? Like, like, I didn't know to what extent. It's like, yeah, dudes are have like broken ribs. People that were with them are all mangled up. Like, then I heard that somebody lost their leg like a couple of weeks later. And I was like, damn, like they got really fucked up. Like, but then after that point, the only other band Actually, let me let me rephrase that. Bleeding through did uh, a friends only fest or a friends fest to support the ghost inside. They did this friends fest and it was a two night affair to pay for the ghost inside stuff. And I think it was like bleeding through terror and a couple of bands like local LA bands. That was, like, the only show that I know that happened in honor of The Ghost Inside. And the only other band that even remotely... I mean, I don't know other bands in other places, but the only band that I am aware of, and my bro can vouch for me, we went to go see the Acacia Stream right around the time Coma Witch came out which was, like, three or four years ago now. And I told my brother, like, hey, the the Acacia stream is really, really good now. Like, their guitarist is on point. Whoever they get, the new guy they got is fucking killing it. Anyways, Vincent from the Acacia Strain came out in a King's jersey, and it was like, you know, this all of these songs and everything go out to the ghost inside. You know, they were in a horrible accident. He's like, you know, we're real good friends with them. And, you know, this one goes out to them. Like, and I think they actually played Send Help as, like, a tribute to that band. Which, you know, if you know the occasion, is one of the more heavier songs and it's one of the more diabolical ones, but I mean, you know, he, that's the only 
things I've heard, and those were like right away, and I haven't heard much from the Ghost Inside since. Like, I do know they were posting updates here and there, just little things, but nothing came to fruition to earlier this year. And now, you know, that it happened, you know, now I guess everybody, you know, just kind of like, just going to take it from here now. But yeah, like, all that happened, you know, and the night went off. And, I, you know, the night was bad, man. The night was, like, it was, the, the mosh was insane. The music was good. You know, they carry enough non-moshing songs where you're like, yeah, you're into it. Um, I, I don't even want to rate the show because I feel like it does a disservice. But I, I got to give them like a 10 out of 10. It was one of the best venues because I didn't feel crowded anywhere. I mean, there was lines and things, but it was amazing parking too. I mean, 25 bucks. But you literally park right next door to the building. No worries about getting robbed. Nothing. I mean, and easy to get on and off the freeway. Uh, incredible. Uh, the Shrine is actually a really good place to see a show if you can see there. If you can get there and see a show. Uh, I don't really, never been there for anything else in my life. But I wouldn't hesitate to go to another event there. Because I felt like it was really good. Uh, the Ghost Inside was phenomenal, man. And there was, my bro flew in, you know, some old friends, some old faces I hadn't seen in a while. There's a picture of me floating around on the internet now. Uh, we all took a group picture, so there's that. Um, the show ended, and we went to King Taco, had some late night Mexican food, good Mexican food. And from there, drove to my house and got home about two in the morning. Um, you know, just went home, you know, at like two in the morning. So I, like I said, I drove from Fontana to San Diego, San Diego to like LA to Fontana. And then this morning I drove from my house back to San Diego to take my brother back to make sure he catches his flight, you know, um, and I'm on my way back home for the last leg of the journey, and not one great regret, I'm a little bit exhausted, um, doing this podcast, you know, driving up home, which is easy to do, because I do my podcast after shows, um, regardless, but this one, this one was different, because I was hanging with the homies, my bro, Shay, Jaren, uh, the new guy Christian, which is Jose's friend, an interesting fellow. I mean, he likes good music. Honestly, Christian is kind of funny because he likes music, but he doesn't know all the bands that we grew up with. And his only excuse was he grew up in fucking Wyoming. He didn't hear all these bands. <laughs> At which point I was like, Jose, bless this young mind. Bless this young mind. Bless this young man with some fucking old school Sinai Beach with some fucking bless his life and, I, and then I had to take a jab at Jose like and don't show him any of the shitty metal that you like like what the fuck you mean the shitty metal I was like let him listen to the AK strain let him listen to Knock Loose let him listen to these fucking high powered bands that, that you don't fuck with 
we fuck with heavy. Emir, give him some Emir. Give him some fucking, you know, some of these other bands. Oh, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, you know. It's, just, it's all in good. All in good fun. But yeah, that's how the night ended, man. I mean, like I said, and I'm heading home and I'm gonna just turn into a fucking a frog on a log and fucking just fucking I'm exhausted. I'm fucking beat to shit. Like I said, I started I started this off with I'm fucked. Like my head is like I said, from the nose to the brow of my hairline is just fucking the skin is tight, like puts the lotion on the skin tight, like, it's fucking, like, my skin's being stretched, like, I can't wait for this fucking not to go away, because it's fucking absorbing, it's absorbing, like, half of my forehead, and putting pressure on my skull, like, it's fucking annoying, like, if you've never had a knot on your head, you don't know how annoying it is to fucking not be able to turn your head without your skin you know, being tight, you don't know how annoying it is to try to sleep, it's one thing if you got a bruise on your ribs, or you got, you know, you twist your ankle, you can still sleep, but not when it's on your head, you can't really sleep, and you got a fucking, when your ear is ringing, when you're fucking got a black eye, and you're, you got a knot, the fucking size of a baseball on the side of your head, you just can't do it, like, and then the shit, your brain, after getting whacked in the fucking head, is on, like, high alert itself, like, it's like, yo, bro, like, the fuck is the matter with you, in my brain and in my eyes, you know, every time I get hit, like, boxers, you know, and, and mixed martial artists, like, nobody discredits what they do, like, they, like, they discredit, like, soccer players and things like that, like, soccer players flop and bullshit, but I don't know if you're, if you can flop in boxing, I don't know if there's a, because if you even think about backing down, backing yourself into a corner and not defending yourself, your opponent will fucking literally try to kill you. And when I mean they try to kill you, they're going to fucking swing, even though the gloves padded, they're going to fucking swing with the cinder block at your fucking head. And I don't know how... I know by catching hundreds of those myself, it is no fun. I mean, it is, I mean, it's a sport. Like I said, moshing is a sport, more so than some other sports. So it's also a high dangerous one. Just like boxing, it's, it's an aggressive thing you're doing. So what I'm saying is like, yeah, like, I can't, I got, I was fucked, you know, right away, and I'm, like, over being fucked, that's what, and my leg, I don't know if I got kicked in the leg, or, or somebody fucking, I don't know what they did in my leg, but it fucking, I'm gonna have the sickest bruise on my leg, I can feel it, because my leg is so goddamn tight, as well, it is just, there's a lump there, and it's like, motherfucker, like, insane, you know, it's insane, but that's that, and then my left thumb is right now inoperable, like, I cannot fucking, if I was a left-handed man, and I had a jack-off, this would be fucking suck, I would go jack-off this for, like, 
a week because this is going to take, uh, like, there's no movement today. I highly doubt I'm going to get movement tomorrow. I may not get movement to Wednesday, Thursday. And if I fucking even, you know, it could just flare up. It's one of those things, like, if I'm taking off my shirt and it gets caught, or if I pull my sock and my sock decides that it's got just enough resistance to pull my thumb back, like, I'll re... It'll be a whole another day or two setback. Like, my thumb is that tender right now. Um, it's in bad shape. Like, I don't know, but I don't... Like, there's nothing left. It just is in pain. Like, there's nothing left to this thumb. This thumb has long since been doubled. Like, I literally feel like my thumb is just not attached there anymore. And I don't know what it is, like, that makes it so tight and hurt. But my thumb is, you know, it's my left hand is useless right now as a fucking, as a tool to survival. Like I, I couldn't pull the trigger on a gun because my hand, my hand would literally, my hand would literally fall apart if I were to hold a gun and pull a trigger. Or if I were to swing a baseball bat, I would like the bat, it, the shocks would hurt my fucking hand so bad. Like I can't nail anything. I can't do anything other than. It's just attached to my body, and it's got to get better, just like my forehead. Although your forehead, I, although I can't wear a hat right now because you know wearing a hat is hurting my head. Um, that'll, but it won't get flared up the same way as my thumb joint. And my leg will eventually heal too, because I don't plan on getting hit there again. So I'm all fucked up now. The night was good. I got to hang out with my bro. We hung out, you know, from two o'clock yesterday to about. About an hour or two ago, you know, straight through. So not quite a day, but, you know, he made the trip. So I, I made the decision to go take the day off work and go get him. And I mean, that's what we're here for. And that's what, you know, that's what it is. Anyways, that was my thing on the ghost inside. You know, if you guys were there, you know, you guys know what was up. That night, that was, that was a really, a really good experience, you know, for a band I had never seen before, and they played really well, man. I mean, phenomenal. It was a phenomenal night. It was a, it was a good night. It was a good night, definitely. Um, anyways, guys, I'm out. I'm uh, about to get, not home, but I'm going to try to get home and relax for the rest of my weekend. Laters.